day to all of you fine individuals on this first Sunday of month five. Yes, Mama Belle, it's good to be back. Mama Belle, I saw her go over there. She went over there to see the king yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw her plane go in there. They had somebody out there on the runway with the, uh, this is a true story that I'm making up. But uh, <laughs> a true story. <laughs> yeah, this this true story I'm making up. Um, but they had somebody out there on the runway. That part's true. And they were they were looking at all the the delegations at the airport. And they were watching all the planes came in. You saw the plane from Ghana and the plane from from all the different nations. And I saw that plane come in there with, with double B on the fin. I said, I like Mama Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I saw then I saw in there with her her hat on and uh she had on a nice a nice little purple outfit. Yeah. Then, then she had the mitigated guard and lead and go over there to Kentucky and put another outfit on for the Derby. Oh, did I miss my derby yesterday? Ah, yeah. Oh, I was so busy over there with the king and the queen. Yeah, yeah. Miss your derby. Bless your heart. I love the Kentucky Derby. Oh, bless your heart. Well, it's good to be a part with you this morning on this, uh, as I said, on this first Sunday in uh, in this uh, May. Uh, some three years ago, we started this little little journey together, and and now we got a concert pianist in Mama Bell and and uh, various other things, and we sit here every Sunday morning. Three years later, we get on here every day at six thirty. Every Sunday and Wednesday at six thirty, and lie to the heavens. Must must be some other concert pianist named named Barbara Bell. <laughs> I, I told you we dream. We we dreamers right here, <laughs> and so we are very very grateful. Um, praise be the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Let everything that hath breath praise you, the Lord. Good day to you, as I said. For some it's morning, for some it's afternoon, for some it's evening. However way this finds you, we're grateful for your time together. This morning we will have a very special time of meditation, anniversary meditation, if you will. Not only is this uh, a great time to celebrate the anniversary, if you please, of our time together as a community, but uh, uh, Mama Bell, we had a wedding two years ago on this day. Yeah, we sure did. 
Was it yeah. on the third day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whoa, whoa. Yeah, so this is, this is a very important day here. And, and and so uh, it's anniversary day all the way around, and we're thankful for old old first lady over there. And uh, so that's happening today. And so uh, uh, today we will, uh, as I said, in our special time of meditation, Mama Bell is going to play for us, and uh, then Brother Dennis will do his business and. Then Mama Bell will uh, will uh, continue in prayer for us, and then we'll talk about what we're gonna do next. Mm-hmm. My dear Mama Bell, if you would kick off our time of meditation today. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you, Mama Bell. You uh, really get my blood flowing on a Sunday morning. Thank you for that. Uh, it's always always nice to hear praising God in music. is a good way to start our day. Uh, so thank you. What a great day it is. The sun's getting ready to pop through. It's the first Sunday in May. It's the anniversary of Eric and uh, the First Lady. And, um, you know, I don't know. I think this is the 10th anniversary. I think it's the first one paper, second one 10, third one. Look out, here we come. Anyway, uh, we just praise you for that and thank you for being a part of, uh, of of this year. Hey, we just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, opening your eyes and putting a smile on your face and tapping your toe to Mama Bell's music this morning. We just uh, just want to encourage you. 
not just be here today, but be here on Wednesday too, just for the, the meditation in the morning uh, to kind of recharge your uh, midday or midweek batteries, so to speak. But uh, just pay attention to what you hear today. Pay attention to what you need today. But most of all, pay attention that God still loves us and will always love us, no matter whether we're engrossed in work, play, or just sitting around relaxing. God is there with us, and he is always watching over us. He was there yesterday in the carnation and again across the waters back into Kentucky for the Derby. Uh, you know, it's a good thing the the jockey at the uh, first words out of his mouth is he, he uh, praised God, and I think that's a good thing. You know, we always should praise God no matter what we're doing. And he thanked God for watching over him and, and you know, just doing, just doing things for him. And uh, we should do that in our own lives, you know. Be a light, a shining light. It's important. We should be a shining light for our families, our friends, and those we love. Thank you for being here. Thank you, God, for allowing us to be here. Thank you, God, for giving us breath for today and for tomorrow. Lord, we just want to give you all the praise and glory, and we just want to dedicate this time this time to you, not only this time, but all the time that we have on this earth. We want to dedicate it to you and show you how much we love you. And we will continue to do that with our uh, musical, uh, with uh, Mama Bell praying the, uh, the favorite song, Jesus, What? Jesus Loves Me. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful is the Lord's doing, and more importantly, marvelous is it in our eyes. Three years ago, we were set, we were trying to uh, recreate, if you please, a moment in time that we shared on the river 
a time that I feel we should at some point try to recreate. But in trying to recreate that moment we shared on the river in 2019, uh, we were introduced to a piece of business. You might have heard of it. They called it COVID. COVID came in and decided that it was going to uh, disrupt our lives, change how we operate, change how we thought, how we proceeded, how we conducted our business, flip the world, if you please, upside down. It was at that moment that I, many of the world, came to a realization. I was thinking uh, this morning, and first lady came in the room. She said, are you all right? I said, I was processing. I had my eyes closed, and I was processing. And what I was processing was I had thought back to a conversation I had with some people and I was saying something, I don't remember the details, but it made me angry, the response. And I was processing today because if I knew then what I knew now, I wouldn't have got angry. Because all they were doing was explaining their reality. But with COVID and many things connected to it, but more specifically for this, taught us is that there is no absolute in this world. There's an absolute in heaven, but there is no absolute on earth. Everything can be changed. And we learned through COVID that how we worship can be changed. How we connect can be changed. And it allowed us the opportunity to connect with people who the church had arguably forgotten. Oh, they went into the homes once a month as a charity case, but they didn't realize that we don't go into the home or we shouldn't just go into the home in the form of charity, but we should make a campus at the, at the home. Those people are not charity cases. They are human beings who just happen to have a, a different residence. We learned that through COVID, that there is a, a need to not just sit and wait for people to come to us, but to go where they are. We we finally read that great commission. It didn't say come, it said go. The religious leader said come, but Jesus said go. And so we learned that some three years ago. And here we are, still going. This is the time when we get together and we express ourselves through a time of prayer and consideration. And we do that with uh, our dear pastor who comes on with us uh, and leads us in that moment. 
But this morning is going to be a little different because not only is he coming to lead us in a moment of prayer, but he's also coming to address us on this anniversary Sunday. He will be our speaker, if you will. I said uh, to him, I said, we haven't heard you in a while. He said, yeah, I, I, I generally come by at least once a year and spit on him. So he's coming to to do that. And uh, it's very befitting that it happens uh, on the Sunday after coronation. So uh, uh, we can... Uh, we're coordinating a new king over in England, and we can celebrate a new year here at the first virtual. But as he's preparing to come, I ask you to uh, create your atmosphere, your moment of petition, and lay those things out before your creator that are heavily bothering you or that are heavily facing you. People have various issues that, you know, I understand. I would ask you to do a prayer list or request, but sometimes you just don't even want nobody to know what you're feeling what you're dealing with. The election has started. Some of you got your ballots in the mail. You're sitting there at your table or wherever you do your business, and you're looking over that, trying to make a sound decision within your right, what you feel is uh, your call to to support or who your call is to support, whether it's Miss Graves or Miss McClellan or uh, Miss Anthony or whoever your delegate is, if you're not in uh, this ward. So you got that decision in front of you. You got a lot of things that you, a lot of major decisions you got to make, as Mama Bell says. You got major decisions to make. So we ask for you to take a little time and just meditate over those decisions. And then pray over those people while you're meditating. Pray over yourself. Pray over your community. That there's a level of understanding that goes around, needs to go around. Pray for understanding. Pray for, uh, we'll just leave it at that, understanding. Drawing the wonders of your mind and the scattering of your many thoughts. Lean not to thy own understanding. We're praying for that this morning. Pray for those out there in Texas. That is a huge issue that is on everybody's mind. Down in Florida where they are looking to change laws that could, in some cases, as, as someone told me the other evening, in some cases can give the, uh, just strip us of our, our whole ideology of democracy. That is something to pray for. 
So we got our things to put out before the Lord that's already bothering us. I just basically put out loud the things that's already bothering you inside so that we can all come together. We will lead into our meditation. Our pastor will pray over us, and then he will direct us in however way he chooses to lead us in just a few moments. We'll do something a little bit more differently today. While he's preparing to come, we're going to go back and do like we did in the old days. We're going to have a season of severe prayer, and then uh, my dear granny will open, and then pastor will conclude in prayer, and then he will just have the rest of the service in his hands. So, granny, if you will begin our prayer, then pastor will pick it up like we did years ago, and then it will be his service. Most host, holy and our wise Father, we come this morning to tell you <clears throat> thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you, dear God. We thank you, O oh God, that you let us open our eyes to another beautiful day. And as we go forth, O oh God, help us to praise you. Help us to always remember that you are in control of every situation. Help us to praise you and to give you thanks for all things. Whichever way it come, God, we're telling you thank you. We ask you this morning, God, look down upon us, God. Forgive us for anything we said or done or acted that wasn't pleasing in your sight. Help us to have a forgiving heart and a forgiving spirit. Help us to stay focused on you, trusting you, knowing, dear God, that you are in control of every situation. You see it all. You know it all. And you understand it all, because, God, we don't understand, but we trust in you this morning. We trust in you, God, because you will never leave us, not will you forsake us. You will never let us down, God. You promise us that you will be with us, and we're telling you thank you this morning. We thank you for this beautiful sunrise this morning. We just thank you, oh, God, because you're so kind, because you love us. We just thank you this morning. We give your name all the honor, God. We honor you, God, for who you are and for what you're doing for us. We just want to praise you this morning. We just say thank you, Lord. God, we don't have nothing else to tell you but thank you because you're so good. You're so merciful to us. So we got to tell you thank you and praise you for all things. Oh, merciful Father. We just give you thanks. We give you thanks. Look on every listening ear, God. We're asking you, God, you know, some need help, some need finance, some need wisdom, some need knowledge. God, you know what we need, and we ask you to supply it this morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies we see. All that we have, you provide it, and help us to see the things and not look on the bad. We just want to praise you this morning. We give you all the honor, all the praise, and all the glory. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen and amen.
Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord God. We just praise you, Lord God, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to come together. And, Father, many things have been laid out before you today, Lord God. And I pray, God, that all of those things are lifted up to you right now. God, you will touch. You will heal. God, you will make ways. You will touch the hearts of those whose hearts need to be touched. God, you would deliver those who need to be delivered. You would set free for those who need to be set free. You would touch the hearts of politicians. God, you would move in mighty ways that man cannot understand. Father, you are great, God, and you are greatly to be praised. You are greater than any situation that is set before us, and that's why we come to you, Lord God, because you are our God and greatly to be praised. You're greater than cancer. You're greater than sugar diabetes. You're greater than heart trouble. You are greater than any blood disease. You're greater than any cancer. God, you're greater than any drug problem. God, you're greater than any any alcoholic problem. You're greater than any act of racism. God, you're greater than any law that can be passed that would try to oppress a people. You're greater, Lord God, than anything that's set before us that is not like you that want to oppress and to bring people down. You are greater. And we thank you, Lord God. And that's why we come to you, because you are the greater. You're the greatest. Lord God, you are God all by yourself. You don't need nobody else, Lord. At the giving of your word, Lord God, every knee has to bow, and every tongue is going to confess that you are Lord. So you are Lord of our hearts. You are Lord of our minds. You are Lord of our homes. You are Lord of our cities. You are Lord of our state. You are Lord over every state in this union. You are the Lord of this United States of America because we place it back in your hand. God, we thank you. And we praise you, Lord God, for that. And we give your name to praise. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're going to do. And we'll forever give your name the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Now, we may have not prayed something that's on your heart. We still want to give you that time this morning to lift it up in prayer. Let's take it to the Lord right now. Oh, God, help Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, God. Now, the Lord anoint me afresh as I deliver this word today. I pray, God, that it will sink, Lord God, and touch every heart that they may find themselves in your word today. Thank you, Lord. We give your name to praise. In Jesus' name. Oh, tell me who can 
stand before us when we call on that great name. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, we have the victory. Oh, victory, oh, victory, we have the victory, oh, victory, oh, victory, we have the victory, amen, amen. Well, thank God for all of you, thank God. Uh, for you all um, uh, sharing this time with us this morning. And thank you, Pastor Eric, for lending your time to us this morning to be able to speak to your people and and to um, salute you and your wife for another year of marriage. Uh, Mom Bell, I don't know whether he wanted me to preach today because it was anniversary or he needed the rest. Well, anyway, we thank God. <laughs> we thank God for him and thank God for uh, Sister Eric and and, uh, and we pray God to give them many, 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 many more years on this earth together. And, and happy anniversary to First Virtual and um, so much to celebrate for um, I didn't know. Uh, I forgot about the Kentucky Derby too. Um, I guess all of all of us missed it. We missed our bets. Praise the Lord. Anyway, thank God for, for what He's doing and and how He's doing it in our lives. And we are so grateful for what He's doing. New King is over there, and He's Kinging, and we got the King of Kings up in heaven. And not only He's in heaven, He's in our heart through the person of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 This morning, um, I just want to leave in your heart. Um, just a, a, when I was praying and I was like, Lord, what I I need an anniversary message and, a, and I need a need a some. The Lord said, just encourage their hearts this morning. I just want to encourage your hearts this morning um, through and by the Word of God. Um, I will be coming from my, uh, be more scriptures read, but our main scripture where we would draw our topic from this morning will come from St. John, the 14th chapter, in the 27th verse, John 14, 27. And I believe that in this time and uh, season that we, we are relying on God to do this thing because we see the obstacles that lies before us. And it's, it, it could look kind of big. It could look like it's overpowering us. It could look like that we don't have no footing or we don't have no say and look like we are paralyzed. But I come to let you know this morning that you are not none of those, that we are on God's side and God is on our side. So the scripture reads like this. It's a peace I uh, I will leave with you my peace I give to you, not as this world gives do I give it to you. Now, do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. 
Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Don't let it be afraid. I would like to use for a subject this morning, peace in troubled times. Peace in troubled times. We're definitely living in troubled times, so we need the peace of God. As Christians, we experience situations that could be be uh, could be bringing complex and turmoil. But Jesus never said that we will have no longer trials after we have made that decision to follow Him. He did not. He did not uh, give us this inkling that that all of our troubles just poof, just just gone away. But he did, however, leave a promise that he will always be with us and we will experience peace because of him. By applying three elements that I will bring before you this morning in the scriptures, we can believe and hold on to the promise of peace of God in our lives. The first element that we can experience as as it, as it relates to peace, as it released in our lives, the peace that we experience releases burdens. It releases burdens. It releases the burden. God alone is able to make a way in difficult situations. He has the power to situations to deliver us, to preserve us, and to heal in the midst of trouble. It is vital to us to know how to trap, not to get trapped into situations, but knowing that God has given his uh, authority and his presence and that we receive his peace in all situations. Prayer is the mean by which we release our burdens to the Lord. First Peter 5 and 7 instructs us to cast our cares. We know about that, don't we? To cast our cares on him, for he cares for us. There are two areas in our lives that we are to, that are effective, and we have, that we encounter difficulties. Uh, let's read Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. It said, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving. Look what it says here. It said, Be anxious for nothing, but try this, but in everything by prayer, supplications with thanksgiving. Let your request, what is your request? What's on your heart? what God has been talking to you personally about. Now, it's very very important for us to understand that when the Lord speaks to us, we don't have to get validation from another person. It comes from God. So sometimes, have you ever had a burden on your heart and you wanted to pray about something and you called your friend or your prayer partner or your loved one or whoever, and you you were so excited or so uh, inspired by what the Lord had told you or spoken to you about, and they won't on one accord with you or they didn't see it like you saw it and you got disappointed, don't, don't worry about that because God deals with us individually. So it says, but in everything, 
this is what you need to do. He said, but, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your, somebody said your. Your. I heard you. Your request be known to God and the peace. Look. When you release what God has given you, he, look what the word says. He said, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guide your heart, not your friend, not your neighbor, not your lover, but the, 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 the Lord will guide your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. The reference of heart here means our emotions our feelings, our affections. What happens when we are in the midst of uh, things, uh, 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 perplexed circumstances? Our emotions are affected. And these include confusion. It brings doubt. It brings fear. It brings anxiety. It brings stress. It brings despair. If, if, If I'm talking to anybody up here this morning, Amen. When, when, when these things come, it makes you, it gets into your, your heart. Your heart is your soul. It's the thing that God made that made you different from everybody else and made you different from any creation that's on the earth. Your soul. And so when that is disturbed, it brings on all of these things. This wide range of emotions make us feel like we are on a roller coaster. Our emotions can change just as quickly as, as Virginia weather. It affects us and it affects our ability to make sound decisions. Not only does it affect our hearts, but it also affects our minds. Our minds are also affected. It says this uh, This is our thoughts. This is where we think, the place where, uh, where logic and reasoning occurs. When stress is present, listen to this, when stress is present, our mind immediately works overtime trying to find a solution. This can lead to burnout, physical problems. Lord have mercy, my head hurts so bad. Your mind is wrapped around something that you need to have been released to our opening scripture, casting your cares upon him. Uh, Your problems, such as migraine headaches and stomachache ulcers, all of these things can be caused because we do not, enjoy or the peace, uh, as uh, Asha said, that these things have overtaken us in our mind, and we need to find a way to enjoy life and release these things and not to be bogged down with these things that can attack our mind and cause these things to happen. I don't know about you. I don't like burnout. I don't like physical problems. I don't like headaches. I don't like stomach aches. I don't like ulcers. And I don't like people bothering me all the time. Amen? And so, therefore, I need the peace of God that guards my heart. The scriptures say it guards our heart and our mind. How does it guard our hearts and our mind? It guards our heart and our mind through Christ Jesus. Amen? Philippians 4 shows shows that 
through prayer, we can receive the peace of God. This protection, this protection protects our hearts and our minds from the turmoil and the burdens of this world. Prayer is a means of both. Uh, it, it, it protects us, and, and it, it is a way of prevention, and it's also a cure. Prayer is a means by where it is it's prevention and it's also a cure. It stops things from happening, and also it's there to cure things that has already happened. I feel the preacher coming on me now. That, uh, with this prevention, it is the maintenance, your intersection, uh, 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 soul problems, so-called problems, do not cause peace to fear. I said, this, this, this prayer causes peace to remain. This is the prevention that things that come against us. Psychologist studies have proven that people who praise are less likely to need counseling. I think some of us need to go and start the prayer right now because a lot of us need counseling. Oh, Jesus. There are mental warfares. Uh, 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 mental warfares uh, uh, that happen to those who don't pray. I said mental warfares happen to those who, who pr- don't pray. Isaiah 9 and 6 says this, his name will be called Wonderful. Listen to this. Counselor, his name. Yo, whose name we talking about? We're talking about Jesus. He's not only wonderful. We just started, we just finished praying that he was wonderful. But he's also your counselor. When you go to God and when you pray, he counsels us. Not only he's he's our counselor, he's our mighty God. He's our everlasting father. Listen to this last one. He's the prince of peace. Aren't you glad about it? Prayer brings healing cures to any situation that aligns, try to align itself with mankind's mental, spiritual, physical, or emotions. James 5 and 13 says, if anyone of you is afflicted, let him pray. Uh-oh. It says, if any of among you are afflicted, let him pray. So if there's anything in your life that is there and is causing any kind of affliction, what you're going to do? Pray. Pray. That's it. We're going to pray. Amen. I need y'all to talk to me. I'm like a living. The more you squeeze me, the more juice you get out of me. Second element we want to talk about to experience peace and to rely on God, this is done through trust. Uh-oh. This word is to flee for protection, to, to confine in, to have hope, to make ref, make refuge. Fleeing to someone for protection signifies a reliance on that person for help or aid. When you go to a person and you dump all that stuff, you were you're, you're, you're depending on that person to come to your head, help or aid. It means putting your welfare into their hands. I mean, you know, you don't want to put your welfare into too many people's hands. 
you 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 you've seen that happen. How when you told your secret to your friend and how it got all over the streets before you got back home. So you don't want to put it in someone else's hand. You want to put it in God's hand. The question is, who will you trust? Trust is a decision that we make and carry out. Let me say it again. Trust is a decision that we make and we carry it out. It's an act of our will. God does not force us to trust him. He compels us to trust him. He gives us examples in the scriptures, and he performs works in our lives to show that he can be trusted. Essentially, we must choose to trust him. Let me say that again. We must choose to trust him. God is not a bully. He's a gentleman. He's God. And he, he wants us to choose to trust him. Let us join the writer of Psalms 3114 who says, But as for me, I'll trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. Trust requires several things for us. Trust, one, it requires us to wait on the Lord for the solution and his timing. I'm not going to talk I'm not going to pull up Sarah. And you know the story by Abraham and Sarah, Abram and Sarah waiting on God for his solution and his timing. This requires waiting on God for his solution and his timing. Once we have given over it and our cares and decide to trust him, we will have to wait. We don't always like to wait. None of us like to wait. We don't like to wait on the bus. We don't like to wait for our checks. We don't like, amen, we don't like to wait for our food. Everything has to be instant. We go to the, it, when I was a little boy, I, we didn't know what a microwave was. Everything, even the hot dog had to. We had to wait for the hot dog to cook in some boiling water. And but things today, you just you just pull it out and plug it in, push a button, and a few seconds it is ready. Because waiting wastes our time, but waiting is 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 a form of trusting God. We want solutions now, but God said, "Trust me." Will you trust Him? Will you trust him? If you want the peace of God, you have to trust and wait on him. Trust requires a change of mindset. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, you will, he, he will keep you in perfect peace who mind stayed on him because he will trust in you. Naturally, our minds do not say, uh, 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 do not stay on God. Many things fight for our attention. Trusting in God requires that we fix our thoughts on God, his purpose, and his word. As to trusting in God requires for us to fix our mind 
on God, his purpose and his word. Not that he, not just on him being God, but we got to trust his purpose that while we are here. I know sometimes in the course of these three years that we question our purpose. We trust it. We, 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 we question our God. We question the word of God. But, but relying on God bring forth the peace that brought us here because of the purpose of God, trusting him and waiting on him. The third element of experiencing peace is to remember his faithfulness. We used to sing a song, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, I thank God for saving me. There are many things in our life that we can remember, and if you could take the time, some some waters that you got over, you don't know how you got over. Right, baby, let me tell you, it was God that brought you over that waters. There were some mountains that you look at, you said, you looked at, you said, there's no way in the world I can be able to cross that mountain. I'm going to look at you now. You're on the other side of that mountain. Who brought you? God. And there's a lot of times it, it, we forget about how God did it. We forgot, we forgot that he didn't do it. And we sit there and we look at the next situation and say, oh, God, I don't have the strength to get through this one. But some kind of way, the peace of God, the presence of God, even the purpose of God brings you strength and, 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 and brings you hope and brings you courage to keep on fighting on. So to remember what he's brought you through, we can do a lot of looking back on what God has done in our life. There was a writer, Oster Wilder, once said, memory is a diary. Listen to this. Memory is a diary that we all carry about within us. Our memory is a diary that we carry within us. Each occasion that God has performed a work of a miracle is an entry in our diary. In times, it, uh, of times uh, uh, we can look at, back at despair, the memories that we can open and refresh our memory of God's faithfulness towards us. It builds our faith through hope, remembering what God has done for us in the past, our faith through hope. Hope is like a thin ray of light streaming through the dark clouds after a storm. As our faith is built, hope is increases is increasing. Then the miracles starting to happen. The hope bursts through, and the light, and it lights up all that we can see. It is then the joy that comes. Psalms thirty verse five says, "Weeping may endure for a night." This is when you start the hooping right here. This is when you really spit on them right here. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. In other words, the storm doesn't last forever. Remembering what God has done for us in the past, 
places fear without boldness. Fear has no boldness when it comes uh, 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 to God's blessing. It replaces it. He replaces our uh, fear with boldness. The Israelites were instructed in Deuteronomy 17 through 21 to remember what their eyes had seen and how God mightily delivered them. As a result, their fear was replaced with boldness. Jokers was out in the wilderness for 40, woo, 40 years. 400 years, I'm sorry. And they were seeing many things even coming out of Egypt. And many things that, that happened. The, the, the pardon of the sea and the water coming out of, out of a rock and being fed uh, in the morning by the morning a bread, a manna that fell from heaven. Many things happened that God continued to show, and many things they continuously forgot. But God brought them through it all. It was the faithful that, that got them to the place where they could speak with boldness. As a result, uh, their, their fear was replaced with boldness of those who remained that didn't die off. They knew that the Lord was on their side and fighting for them. The fear that comes with, do, uh, with, 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 with great joy and replaces it with our boldness to bring us to peace again. Not only should we remember what God has done in our lives in the past, we would, we would do well to remember his promises where he is taking us in our future. To remember where I am now, I'm not going to be this place mentally or physically in my future. God has a great future. I don't care how young you are. God has a yet a future for you. I don't care how I don't, uh, uh, you might feel that you're on your last leg, but I come by here to tell you this morning that you're not on your last leg. God still got some more in you. God still got some more in you because he, just as sure as you're breathing, he got another assignment for your life. Three years, my God, we're going to be talking about this 20 years from now and looking back and remembering how God brought us through and how he brought us through and how bright our future is. If God has called us to do a work, Listen to this. Stand firm on that word. You mean to tell me you don't go to church? You go over there. Who, 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 who the pastor over there first read church? Y'all, y'all ain't got no church. You go to church on the top. I ain't never heard no story like that in all of my days of my life. A lot of people didn't hear about it before. For for uh, for for uh, brother Perona came through here. Uh, that that pandemic came through. I know I said it wrong. I meant to do it. And, 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 and the pandemic came through. A lot of folks didn't think they could serve Jesus without the church. But it taught us something. It taught us something. 
So God has a future, and he has a future for us. Believe that, uh, that the one who is able to sustain you will also bring you to a place of a future that will surpass your understanding. All words ring out and so strong that we should keep pressing towards the prize. And through the reference of our Christian walk, as we hold on to that, we will fulfill all of the things that the Lord has set before us. He is able to perform his word, and he is faithful to do it. If we are struggling and doubt that he has risen in our heart, hold on to the promises of God. Philippians 1 and 6 says, bring confidence of this very thing, that he who has begun, Three years ago, two years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago, he who has begun a work, whether you got here, whether they said that you was a mistake, you didn't supposed to be here, uh, the, uh, uh, the, you, the, the moment you, you came into the world, been, the devil been after you to kill you, he who begins a good work. Look like everything that you started uh, uh, failed and, and people talked about your scandalized name, took what you said and tried to twist it around to something else, and you know you that what, that's not what you meant. He who begins a good work will complete it until the day of Christ. Until the day of Christ, whatever God has put inside of you, he will complete it in you, in you. In you, before you leave here, God is going to complete it in you. Saints, God has begun a wonderful work in our lives. He is faithful to complete the good work in you, in me. Life challenges and demands pull at us from all sides. Many here are facing decisions. Many of us today are facing decisions about our future. It may be financial, obligation, stress. It may be even school. It might be a raise or position on your job, troubled hearts. But no matter such as the unsaved love, it might be an unsaved loved one or physical problem. But let me tell you, but God is able to give you peace today as we release our burdens and rely on him. Remember, remember his faithfulness. Mother Staten, thank you. Most gracious and all wise Father, we thank you for this word that has come before us this day. And God, help us to meditate on these words. Help us to remember that you are faithful, God. Help us to remember, God, that you are who you are and that you will never leave us. And we thank you, we praise you, and we magnify your name. And God, we give you all the glory, all the glory. 
We give it to you because of who you are. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. 